and welcome to another edition of California Employment News brought to you by Weintraub Tobin's Labor and Employment Practice Group. I'm Lucas Clary. I'm here today with my partner, Megan Bainbridge. Today, we are going to talk to you about what employers should do when they receive requests from employees for copies of their personnel records. These are requests employers often receive either directly from employees or perhaps more commonly from attorneys on employees' behalf. So Megan, when an employer gets one of these requests, can you walk us through how they should go about responding? Absolutely. Thanks, Lucas. I think the first thing employers should understand is that there are actually three labor code sections that provide employees the opportunity and right to review their records, um, either before or after their employment ends. So first we have labor code section 1198.5, and that provides that employers must keep a copy of personnel files for each of their employees for at least three years after the employment ends. And it also provides that employees can seek to inspect or get a copy of those personnel records within 30 days of making a request, either oral or in, written, in writing. So what's in a personnel file? Well, that's gonna you know, differ somewhat from employee to empl employer to employer, but generally those records include such documents as hiring documents, just disciplinary records, performance reviews, attendance records, that sort of thing. What it doesn't include is documents that must be otherwise kept confidential. So medical records, things like that, that will be in a separate file and is not part of an employee's personal record. It also doesn't include, include um, payroll records. That said, the second labor code section we're gonna talk about is labor code section 226C. And under that section, employers have 21 days to respond to a written or oral request to inspect or copy an employee's payroll records. Generally, what that means is um, you're gonna be looking at like itemized wage statements, pay stubs, things like that. And so those have to be produced within 21 days of the request. Similarly, under labor code section 432, um, that section allows applicants and employees to see copies of any documents they sign that relate to or um, that relate to the obtaining or holding of employment. And so a lot of times those documents are also going to be held within a personnel file, but specifically those are going to be those signed documents, you know, that an employee is asked to sign upon um, being hired. Failure to respond to these requests can result in monetary sanctions up to $750 and the recovering of attorney's fees. So Lucas, other than understanding what each of these requested um, documents must be provided, what other things should employers consider upon receiving a request for records? Right, so for me, when, when employers receive these records requests, it should put them on alert. Employees are not typically asking for their records out of general curiosity. Most likely it means they are unhappy about something. Maybe it's a discharged former employee, um, but even with a current employee, they might be unhappy with something and exploring potential workplace claims against their employer. That alert should be particularly heightened when the request comes from a law firm as it so often does. Usually when a law firm or employee asks for these records, the request is either accompanied by itself or quickly followed by a subsequent correspondence alleging workplace violations of some sort. It could be wage and hour violations, such as uh, not getting meal and rest breaks, uh, or it could be some form of discrimination, harassment, or wrongful termination. Uh, plaintiff's attorneys will often use these record requests to get records in advance to drum up potential claims against the employer. Uh, so because these requests are so frequently precursors to lawsuits or at least demand letters, it's important that employers work with counsel to flag and potentially correct any issues that may be present in records before producing them. There are certain types of labor code violations that can be quickly 
corrected in a way that mitigates damage. So uh, I definitely recommend working with counsel, uh, particularly if you're dealing with a law firm on the other side when responding to these records. Megan, any other advice for dealing with these requests? Well, that's great advice. And um, like you said, these requests are often coming from an attorney. And when you receive the request, lots of times they're accompanied by other documents. Um, sometimes you'll see uh, preservation of evidence requests, which means essentially that an employer has to take all steps to ensure that no documents that might be relevant to a particular claim are deleted. What we see the issue rises when an employer has some sort of mandatory deletion policy where um, certain documents are deleted automatically every 30, 60, 90 days or whatever it might be. You know, oftentimes this is uh, on the IT side in order to save room um, and in order to ensure that, you know, all of the IT runs properly and IT people don't like a lot of documents. And so they have these automatic deletion policies. So if you receive a document, um, preservation of evidence demand making sure that those automatic policies are stopped. There is a, also a law firm down in LA that's notorious for sending out tolling agreements with the request. And these agreements are, for the most part, entirely unnecessary and shouldn't be signed. And so, you know, if you receive documents like that from an attorney for one of your employees asking you to sign something, that should be a red flag to, well, first, don't do it, and two, to consult um, some legal advice to ensure what, you know, you're following the right procedures and doing what you need to do in order to stay compliant. Um, it also might mean you should consider whether there are any relevant arbitration agreements or anything like that that would affect how a response to um, a particular claim might be made. And so I think doing, you know, just thinking about the things that are being sent to you and not automatically just complying, but making sure, like Lucas said, if you're consulting with legal counsel to determine what you do need to do and what, you know, you might not need to do in responding to those requests. Completely agree. Thanks, Megan. Well, that's it for now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on California Employment News. Thanks, everyone.